0: And with that, the transfer portal is now closed. On today's edition of Locked On LSU, we'll take a look at LSU's roster now that we're out of the transfer portal window. And is there still more work to do? We'll get into that, plus so much more on today's edition of Locked On LSU. You are Locked On LSU, your daily podcast on the LSU Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. Well, thank you for being locked in LSU, your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcast. Plus, you can find us on YouTube as well. Just hit that subscribe button on the Locked on LSU YouTube page, and you'll get notified as soon as the podcast drops. My name is Caroline Fenton, and I am your host, as I am every day. I graduated from LSU. I've been covering LSU sports since 2016, and I now am a sports talk radio host in Nashville. Of course, Locked on LSU. We are part of the Locked on Network, your team. Every day, let's get into it because as of Wednesday, January 18th, the transfer portal is closed in this last month ish month and a half ish has been a freaking roller coaster and really, you know, compared to some other schools out there, um, LSU had it pretty easy, but it felt like, you know, every single day, every single hour, it was this guy entered the transfer portal, this guy entered the transfer portal, this guy committed to LSU, this guy committed to this school over LSU. It has been an, an absolute you know, whirlwind of news over the past month, month and a half-ish. But where it stands, LSU's roster is set until that second transfer portal window opens in the spring. And the final addition to the roster that I want to get into before we get to the roster as a whole, before we look at a, a macro 360-foot view of LSU's transfer portal class and its roster I want to start with its latest addition, and that is Oregon State linebacker Omar Spates, who has just committed to LSU. So he is a, was a three-star coming out of high school, was a three-star from Philadelphia, and then he spent his final year of high school in Corvallis, Oregon, which is where Oregon State is. Makes sense. Um, he was a really highly recruited guy coming out of high school. like chose Oregon State over a handful of LSU Uh, excuse me, LSU, Uh, SEC programs, Tennessee was after him, Alabama was after him, and he was a four-year starter at Oregon State. That's what LSU is getting is, although he only has one year of eligibility left, remember that at least was one of my priorities. And I can only imagine Brian Kelly's as well is getting guys in the transfer portal that you can at least hold on to for a couple of years. And every single year, you're not forced to be digging through the transfer portal and rebuilding every year. Like LSU found itself in 2022 with the cornerback room and now 2023 with the cornerback room. But I think the difference here, is this isn't a room that has no depth to it. You know, this is a room that has some young guys that are going to be able to develop. So it's not like, you know, Omar Spates comes in, has one year of eligibility. He leaves in this linebacker room is completely barren and they have to go back and do the same thing over and over again. No, we got Christian Brathwaite coming in in the 2023 class. You've got Whit Weeks, little brother of, of current LSU linebacker, Wes Weeks, who's coming in in the 2023 class. So that's the difference here is although he only has that one year of eligibility left, although. Omar Spates will only have one year at LSU. There's at least guys that are going to have some time to develop and then step into starting roles in year two or three. But who is Omar Spates? Like I mentioned, a four-year starter at Oregon State, and he didn't waste any time. In 2019, his true freshman season, he had 71 tackles, three and a half sacks. That's his highest sack total throughout his entire four years at Oregon State. He had um, two pass deflections and an interception which is interesting. Um, And then in 2022, he had 83 tackles, led the team in tackles in in this past season. Uh, No sacks this past year, but one pass deflection. But in 2022, he was all Pac-12 first team. He was on the Benaric watch list at the beginning of the season in 10 of Oregon State's 13 games. So, you know, 12 games plus the bowl game. He had five plus tackles. So Omar Spates is a guy that's coming into LSU who has obviously proven his ability. He was a true freshman. He was a starter as a true freshman and you know he was very highly regarded in a pretty solid defensive conference in the Pac-12. Overall, in his career, in his four years in 45 games at Oregon State, he totaled 308 tackles, 25 and a half of those for loss and five sacks. Of course, three and a half of those sacks coming in 2019 in his true freshman season. So that's what LSU was getting a guy with experience, a guy that is proven, and a guy that can come into this linebacker room and add depth, which is what they need so, so, so desperately. But I have a good friend of mine who went to Oregon State, is a diehard Beavers fan, loves the Beavs. I asked him about... Um, about Omar Spates about you know what kind of a competitor he is what LSU is getting and this is what he said that he's an absolute stud all Pac-12 first team this year like I mentioned which a motor and killer instincts as a linebacker who can fill in the run game as best as anyone but also can cover although that's something that he can build upon this next year so that's kind of my interpretation is he was used a lot more in the run game but he's using a little bit more as he drops back so they can continue to use that I think Matt House is as good of a defensive coordinator as any anyone to be able to, you know, use guys like that, use and and tailor the defense to their talents um, and be able to use them a little bit more creatively, use them in a more versatile way. He said he's an inside linebacker, so great in the run, like I said, but also was great on the blitz when he was called upon, which doesn't happen all the time for an inside linebacker. That's another thing that I didn't mention here is he's a true inside linebacker. So he's going to be going in and lining up against Greg Penn on the inside, which will, will allow Harold Perkins to kind of float around, which will allow Matt House to use Harold Perkins a little bit more creatively. He can play on the inside. He can drop back. He can be that quarterback spy. So now Matt House has the flexibility to be able to use Harold Perkins as a as a true you know Swiss Army knife, something that he was so good at doing this past season. Um, my friend from Oregon State continues to say he's a three-year starter uh, with back-to-back 83 tackle seasons. He flies around, is perfect for the Tigers. He said it was a huge piece of the Oregon State rebuild. He's a big glue guy. So that should fit the locker room as LSU returns to college football dominance in 2023. So I don't know if uh, – I don't know if my friend here from Oregon State has has noticed, but I don't know where LSU has gone in terms of college football dominance. I'm kidding. Um, but, yeah, so he'll be joining this linebacker room, like I said, with Harold Perkins. So now that you've got a, a certified gamer, a certified guy with experience um, going in on the inside alongside Greg Penn, Harold Perkins can hang on the outside West Weeks. Also another guy with a couple of years behind him. And then, like I mentioned, you've got a couple of incoming freshmen. And Whitweeks. Weeks, I'm going to get Whitweeks Weeks and West Weeks mixed up all the time. I'm just warning you now. Um, I'm, they probably get that all the time. I'm sorry. Um, and Christian Brathwaite. So that will allow, now that Omar Spates is coming into LSU and he can fill in on the inside, that will allow Whit Weeks and Christian Brathwaite to uh, be able to develop in year one. You're not going to have to rely on your true freshman linebackers. And uh, if you can... If they have the ability to come in and contribute right away, then wonderful. You're absolutely going to use them. But they don't have to. Adding some more depth and adding a seniority kind of guy into the linebacker room allows them the privilege of being able to sit, to develop, to learn the defense if need be. And inside linebacker depth was of absolute necessity. It was paramount for this team. So then they've got it. Now they've got it. Again, Omar Spates, the final addition to this LSU transfer portal class. But coming up next, I want to look at this transfer portal class as a whole because it's it's been about a month and a half. We may have forgotten some guys that left, some guys that are coming in. So what a holes were created by the transfer portal and how has LSU used the transfer portal to fill those holes? We'll get into that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about BetOnline, because BetOnline.net is the number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. It's your one-stop shop. That's the best part about BetOnline.net, is you can wager on games, and you can have a lot of fun with it. You can make some money, but you also become a smarter sports fan. You also become a smarter sports better, because there's podcasts. You can find those at BetOnline and all kinds of articles and ways to get smarter. Plus, you can get the latest odds and trends for every professional league out there, every amateur league out there. There's pro football. We've got the divisional round of the playoffs this weekend, which is going to be a blast. There's also basketball, both at the pro and college level. They've got it all at betonline.net. So go check it out. It's fast. It's easy. It's a great way to get your betting information. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, thanks again for making Locked On LSU your first listen. Every single day. Make sure you check out the brand new podcast, Locked on College Basketball. Everything that you need to know about college basketball all in one place. Plus, you can hear from big name experts, insiders, coaches, and players. Locked on College Basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. So Wednesday, January 18th, that was the final day to put your name into the Transfer Portal. Transfer Portal is now closed. So what does LSU's transfer portal class look like now that the fall transfer portal or winter, whatever season this is, with this transfer portal window is closed. It'll reopen again in the spring. But now that this transfer portal window is closed, what does LSU's roster look like? So let's break it down position by position. Wide receivers, of course, we remember Jack Besh transferred and just entered his name in the transfer portal. Uh, Keyshawn Booty decided he was going to come back. Not Very long after, Jack Besh decided to enter his name in the transfer portal. Jack Besh is TCU bound. So at the wide receiver position, LSU lost Jack Besh, but also gained Aaron Anderson from Alabama. Remember, he's a kid from New Orleans, was originally an LSU commit, decided to decommit from LSU whenever Ed Orgeron parted ways with LSU. Um, how Aaron Anderson will be used is still kind of a question mark. Jack bash was used in the return game. Aaron Anderson absolutely will be used in the return game coming out of Edna car high school. He, you know, he had, I, I don't have my notes in front of me. I don't have the exact number, but returned a whole heck of a lot of kickoffs right to the house. So I know for certain Aaron Anderson will be used in special teams, which just how Jack bash was also used in special teams. I don't know how much, uh, work Aaron Anderson is going to get it, it offensively. But then he's going to grow into that role absolutely. It's only his second year in college football. Didn't see the field a ton in his time at Alabama. He was dealing with injury and, of course, was buried on the depth chart. So we know for certain Aaron Anderson can fill in Jack Besh's role in terms of special teams, how he's going to be used offensively. thats That's to come. We've got time. We can figure that out. But wide receiver, Jack Besh out, Aaron Anderson in via the transfer portal. And linebackers. LSU had several linebackers leave via the transfer portal. Antoine Sampa, that was not something that was very new, entered the transfer portal. Colby Fields, Demario Tolan, all the young guys. And Demario Tolan was really, I viewed it as all the linebackers that were entered the transfer portal. Demario Tolan was the most promising to me. He didn't have any starts, but also was able to contribute on the field. And Brian Kelly would gloat about DeMario Tolan, even when talking about some of the starting linebackers, Greg Penn. uh, Again, after the Arkansas game, when Brian Kelly was asked about Greg Penn, he also mentioned DeMario Tolan and how much he really competed in practice, made things uncomfortable for the starters in practice. So that was a loss. But overall, you know, uh, mostly, for the most part, LSU lost linebackers that were young. Didn't see the field a ton. Maybe didn't see a path to seeing the field this year. Like I just mentioned, they, should, they added Omar Spates in the transfer portal. Of course, you don't have the same depth there. Uh, but you're replacing some depth guys and some kind of, you know, rotational guys with a certified starter in Omar Spates. So, there you go. Um, defensive line. So this wasn't necessarily in the transfer portal, but they replaced these holes via the transfer portal. So you're losing Allie Gay, you're losing Jaqueline Roy, you're losing B.J. Ogilary at the edge rusher and defensive line positions. But you also had uh, edge rusher Desmond Little enter the transfer portal as well so you're losing three to the nfl draft you're losing one to the transfer portal but i think at the defensive line and edge rusher positions that's where lsu really cleaned up remember that day after um uh, it was the day before day after i believe it was the day before signing day that was like the dominoes were just falling instantly lsu got three commitments in a matter of like five minutes so with ali gage roy bijo Jalari entering the NFL draft, Desmond Little going to the transfer portal. They were replaced by Braden Swinson, an edge rusher out of Oregon, who could fill B. Joe Gilari's spot. Ovia Gufo out of Texas via Notre Dame, who could also fill in that B. Joe Gilari, edge rusher spot. Paris Shand out of Arizona, who can fill one of the spots left by Jaqueline Roy or Allie Gay and the other spot that ha- that won't be filled via, you know, uh, whether it's Allie Gay or whether it's Jaqueline Roy, Jalen Lee from Florida. So you got Four defensive line edge rushers out of the transfer portal, and all four of these guys have starting experience, have college football experience at big-time programs. They know what will be expected of them, and also a majority of these guys have plenty of college football eligibility. Um, a cultural experience and also eligibility remaining Uh, at least two to three years remaining for a majority of these guys. So that's good. That goes along with the priority of, we're not just going to pick up guys via the transfer portal just to fill holes or just to fill positions of need in 2023. We got to continue to fill those holes in 2024 and beyond. And we don't want to make our jobs more difficult for us. But I think the biggest splash in the transfer portal that LSU made was really initially my biggest concern. And that was at the cornerback position. Because LSU lost several corners via the transfer portal and also is losing so many corners to the NFL draft or guys who have just exhausted their their NCAA eligibility. Because LSU was forced to just pick up whatever pieces they could in 2022. They were, I mean, you, you look at that cornerback room this past year, it was truly an Island of misfit toys. And I don't mean that in a derogatory way. It was just guys that they could pick up from all over guys that, you know, maybe came from different defensive systems, guys that never had any experience playing t- together for the most part, the group as a whole, but they were forced to kind of fit into this system because they had to Joe Fouché, Greg Brooks, Jerick Bernard Converse, all of these guys that came in via the transfer portal in 2022 that now you have to fill those spots again, because those guys only had one year of eligibility or entering the NFL draft. And then you also had Demarius McGee transfer out. He's headed to Kansas. You had Ray Darius Jones transfer out, headed to Mississippi state, Jalen Davis Robinson headed to SMU. So all the guys leaving LSU via the transfer portal, were all the same kind of thing as the linebackers that were leaving via the transfer portal. They were young guys. They were guys that were buried on the depth chart. They weren't your key foundational guys defensively. So that's the philosophy of the transfer portal, but you, you are losing some really key pieces just due to eligibility or the NFL draft. But at, I look at LSU and what they were able to do in the transfer portal this year in filling the cornerback position. And I have to say overall, Net positive for that position because you're losing Demarius McGee, Ray Darius Jones, Jalen Davis Robinson in the transfer portal. Some of those guys you might not even know, you might not even recognize those names. They filled those pots of, you know, depth rotational guys, young guys who didn't see the field a ton with Denver Harris. He was a five star coming out of high school, one of the most highly touted corners in the country. When he entered the transfer portal, leaving Texas A&M, he already skyrocketed to the top of the you know the highest rated transfer portal players. Period. Much less at the cornerback position. So you added Denver Harris out of Texas A&M. You add Deuce Chestnut out of Syracuse, who is one of the very few players in the history of Syracuse football who was able to start as a freshman. You know he he got uh, ACC honors. This past year, he has been getting ACC honors throughout his entire tenure at Syracuse. You also got J.K. Johnson coming out of Ohio State. Didn't see the field a ton at Ohio State, but he has those ties to Robert Steeples. He played with Robert Steeples in high school. So you have guys that already have existing relationships with the LSU coaching staff. You know what you're getting with those guys and also guys who are you know, some of the you know, most highly sought after talent in college football. So you lose rotational guys, you lose depth guys that don't have experience, and you're replacing them with really solid players that have already proven themselves in college football. And I, I left out Zy Alexander. Zy Alexander as well, transferring in from Southeastern. So you look at what LSU has lost. And no, you don't lose Walker Howard and feel good about it. You don't lose Jack Besh, who has been, you know, a, a really good, wonderful fit for this program and has done a ton for this program. You don't lose those guys and get better, but overall looking at the guys that LSU lost in the transfer portal to me, I viewed that as, you know, 95% of these guys, it was, Hey, you know, I don't see a path to starting. I'm just not going to cut it on this roster. And you fill it with guys that have already proven themselves to be ballers in college football. And I think that's a great sign for this team. But coming up next, that's my take. What's the national talking heads take on LSU's Transfer Portal class? We'll get into that coming up next. But before we do that, I want to tell you about Built Bar. So it's the new year, and it might be kind of difficult at this point to continue to stick to your New Year's resolutions. And maybe your new resolution is to eat a little bit healthier this year. You've been doing it for about three weeks, but you're thinking, oh, my gosh, I want a brownie. Oh, my gosh, I want a dessert. Well, you can stick to your New Year's resolution. You can stick to... To the diet that you have stuck yourself to, and you can still indulge in the delicious flavors and the dirt desserts that you may have been missing over the past few weeks since the new year. And you can do that with Built Bar. With Built, healthy is tasty. They are so delicious. You won't even think that they're good for you because they're going to taste like a dessert. They're perfect for your new diet, for your new resolution. So what makes them so delicious anyways? Well, for starters, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. If you have a sweet tooth like me, this is going to hit the spot. Real chocolate. And they come in great flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, one of my favorites, coconut almond. They are so delicious. They taste like a candy bar and they're really good for you. They're healthy. Only 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. So it'll keep you full all day long. If you do it like I do it, I'll just throw a built Bar in my bag, in my purse at the, at the beginning of the day. If I get hungry in the middle of the day, if I have a sugar craving in the middle of the day. I unwrap a built bar and it hits the spot every single time. And this time, you don't need to wait around to get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your built bars online at belt.com, which you can do, but now you can get them at your local Walmart. If you walk to the pharmacy section, grab yourself a box of built, of built bars. You can pick up a four bar box of. Cookies and cream, double chocolate or coconut puffs. If you like Sam's Club better, then you can find them at Sam's Club as well. You can grab, run in and grab a 13-bar box with the Hit Flavors, Brownie Batter, and Churro. You can thank me later. That's builtbar.built.com. So I think I, I, I look at – now that the transfer portal has closed – closed yesterday and I feel so like almost like sci-fi saying that the transfer portal has closed it sounds so like Star Trekky, um but now that it's closed <laughs> I want to take a look back at, at LSU's transfer portal class and my take on it is you know I literally like I, I wrote down all of the players that left all the players that LSU has replaced them with and just looking at it visually I'm like this team got better and no, you don't lose Jack fashion and get better. No, you don't lose your five-star prospect and Walker Howard and feel great about it. But looking at it from a macro perspective, I believe LSU has a net positive. I believe LSU is leaving this transfer portal period a better team than they were in November. That's my take, though. What does everyone else think about it? I was looking at 24-7 sports, kind of, you know, tracking all of these guys, not just at LSU, but around the SEC. And 24-7 sports ranked all of the transfer portal classes based off of, you know, how they graded these prospects, how many players they were able to bring in, the quality of players that they were able to bring in. And they named the winners and the losers. LSU was one of the winners. LSU has the number number five ranked transfer portal class, in the country 24 seven sports says the Tigers have gone heavy in the transfer portal for the second season in a row, which is to be understood considering where this roster was one calendar year ago. So while they've had nice, nice additions outside of the secondary, I really want to zero in on the team's cornerback takes something that really stood out to me. So the LSU didn't land just one impact corner. The Tigers brought in four, which was necessary. You know, I don't want to, you know, boom and boast about all of these corners that LSU was able to pick up. Look at this collection of four and five stars. It was necessary. LSU needed to do that. LSU had to pick up gamers and impact makers in the secondary. But they highlight Denver Harris, who was the number three overall prospect in this transfer portal class. And if you look at it, it's not just, you know, corners, it's overall prospects, all of the prospects that have entered the transfer portal. Denver Harris is number three. The second cornerback ranked in this class, Zai Alexander coming out of Southeastern number 16, overall prospect, the number four cornerback Deuce Chestnut number 63, overall prospect number eight corner. So LSU picked up three of the top 10 corners. In this transfer portal class. I mean that is some aggressive transfer portaling. And they needed to do it. And they did it with experienced players. And not only did they gain experienced players. But they also got guys with, rem- with multiple years of eligibility. We're checking off all of the preseason priorities. That Brian Kelly set. We're checking off all of the transfer portal priorities. That Brian Kelly has set. Guys with experience, guys that guys that can help this team right now, guys that have eligibility, and guys with ties to LSU. Check, 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 check. And not all these guys check all of those boxes. But overall as a whole, I see the vision coming to life. So this transfer portal class or this transfer portal session is closed. It'll reopen in the spring, I believe in late April, early May. So this roster is not set for when LSU takes the field against Florida State week one of the 2023 season. But it is set at least for spring ball. So we are going to be able to continue to see some of these positional battles take place. Some of these guys that are coming in with experience, they may take precedent over other players that might be lower on the depth chart. Maybe those players just had to find a new home for the 2023 three season in the springtime. But I think for where it is right now, I I view this transfer portal window as being the one, the key one, the most important one. If these players wanted to leave, they'd leave by now. If, you know, LSU needed depth and they needed it desperately, they probably would have gotten it by now. I look at the spring window as being, okay, like what are some other rotational guys that we can find that we can pick up in some positions of need? Maybe injuries start to come down the pipe, knock on wood in spring ball. Maybe those are areas that start to reveal positions of need. But I look at it at this point. I think LSU is in good shape, especially at positions of need. I love more linebacker depth. I love more quarterback depth. That's never a bad thing where it stands right now. I think LSU is in a good shape and Brian Kelly and company have done some pretty solid transfer portaling, but that's going to do it for me today. Thank you for making locked on LSU. Your first listen today for your second listen, check out our brand new podcast locked on college basketball experts. Isaac shade and Andy Patton bring you everything that you need to know on and off the court. Plus you can hear from big name experts, coaches and players throughout the college basketball landscape. Locked on college basketball available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts.